Hey there, Max. Hope you're ready to soak up some sunshine in Whitefish, Montana today. Absolutely, Jonathan, with a high of 27 degrees and a light wind, it sounds like a perfect day. But don't forget to bundle up tonight when lows hit near 5 degrees. Before you head out, let's catch you up on today's top stories. It looks like the search engine landscape is about to get a lot more competitive. OpenAI is developing its own search app, potentially shaking up Google Search's long-standing dominance. That's right, and with Microsoft Bing powering this new AI search engine, not to mention perplexity entering the fray with backing from Jeff Bezos, Google might have its work cut out. I'm Jonathan Martin. And I'm Steve Onsker. Welcome to the Morning Brief from PocketPod News. Moving on to our second story, the Federal Trade Commission is stepping up its game against deepfakes. They're proposing an amendment that could see Gen AI platforms facing prohibitions if their services harm consumers through impersonation. Considering how deepfake technology has been used for scams and misinformation, it's a timely move by the FTC to protect the public from these increasingly sophisticated AI threats. Lastly, Match Group is under legal fire. The company behind popular dating apps like Tinder and Hinge is facing allegations that their platforms are designed more for profit than for love, gamifying the dating experience in a way that keeps users hooked and spending money. It's part of a broader scrutiny tech companies are facing over practices that may contribute to mental health issues through addictive design features. Sounds like we've got plenty of intriguing developments in tech and regulation to keep an eye on. Stay with us. We've got all the news you need to start your day right here on The Morning Brief. This message is brought to you by PocketPod, revolutionizing the podcast experience with the power of generative AI. Say goodbye to one-size-fits-all podcasts and hello to content that listens to you, tailored to your interests, schedule, and style preferences. With PocketPod, every episode feels like it's made just for you, transforming how you experience podcasts. Ready for a personalized listening journey? Visit PocketPod.app today to join the waitlist. The search engine landscape might be on the cusp of a major shakeup. That's right. OpenAI, known for its groundbreaking AI technology, is reportedly developing an AI search engine. This new contender could directly compete with Google Search, either by enhancing ChatGPT or launching as a standalone app. To dive deeper into what this means for Google and the search engine industry as a whole, we're joined by PocketPod News technology correspondent Alex Harmon. Alex, how significant is this move by OpenAI? Jonathan, this move by OpenAI could be a game changer. The development of an AI search engine to compete directly with Google Search marks a pivotal moment in the internet information retrieval industry. OpenAI, known for its innovative applications of artificial intelligence, is reportedly exploring this venture either as an enhancement to ChatGPT or as a standalone app. The concept alone poses a significant challenge to Google's longstanding dominance in the search market. That's fascinating, Alex. Can you talk more about how current AI-enabled search engines like Google and Perplexity function and what sets them apart? Absolutely. Current offerings from companies like Google and the emerging platform Perplexity combine the conciseness of AI-generated answers with traditional search engine functionalities. Users receive one- to two-sentence summaries followed by source links for deeper exploration. This hybrid model offers efficiency and accuracy in delivering information, setting a benchmark for what we might expect from OpenAI's entry into the market. With OpenAI entering the scene, how do you see this affecting the competition landscape? The competition landscape is definitely heating up, Jonathan. 
OpenAI's potential entry adds another layer of challenge to Google's dominance. Smaller players like Perplexity are already making their mark by serving 10 million users monthly, despite their relatively small team size. This shift indicates that users are open to exploring alternatives to Google, motivated perhaps by advancements in AI that offer more efficient ways to retrieve information. And where does Microsoft Bing fit into all this? Microsoft Bing plays a crucial role here. It's powering new search services and was notably enhanced with ChatGPT last year. This partnership between Microsoft and OpenAI could extend into powering OpenAI's prospective search engine, further cementing Bing's position as an important player in challenging Google's dominance. Speaking of challenges, how is Google responding to these potential threats? Google is certainly feeling the pressure, Jonathan. There have been reports of lower-than-expected revenue from Google Search, hinting at potentially declining user numbers. In response, they're developing strategies like Gemini to innovate and maintain their market position amidst growing competition from AI-driven platforms like those developed by OpenAI and Perplexity. To wrap up then, Alex, what would you say is at stake here for the future of search engines? What's at stake is nothing less than leadership in one of the most crucial aspects of our digital lives, how we find information online. As AI technology continues to evolve rapidly, it's pushing companies to innovate or risk losing relevance. For established giants like Google, this means adapting quickly to maintain dominance, while for newcomers like OpenAI, it represents an opportunity to redefine how we think about searching the web. That was PocketPod News technology correspondent Alex Harmon. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Jonathan. Deepfakes have been in the news a lot lately, haven't they? It's like technology has reached a point where seeing shouldn't always be believing. Absolutely. And it's not just about creating fake celebrity videos anymore. The Federal Trade Commission, or FTC, is stepping up its game to protect consumers from the darker side of this tech. They're proposing new rules to fight against impersonation scams made possible by AI. With deepfakes becoming more sophisticated, it's no wonder the FTC wants to broaden its scope to ensure all consumers are protected. PocketPod News technology analyst Katrina Shelton will join us to dive deeper into what these proposed changes mean and why they're crucial right now. Absolutely, Jonathan. Uh, the uh, Federal Trade Commission is indeed stepping up its game against the growing menace of deepfakes. Um, by proposing to modify an existing rule, um, the FTC aims to widen its protective net from impersonation scams, um, which have been significantly facilitated by advances in artificial intelligence technology. This move is particularly focused on safeguarding consumers from the kinds of deception uh, that are becoming all too common with the sophistication of deepfakes. That sounds like a significant step forward. Can you break down what the proposed rule modifications entail? Of course. The FTC's proposed modifications are essentially about extending the existing ban on impersonating businesses or government agencies to include all consumers. This means that any attempt to use AI technologies like deepfakes for scams and fraudulent activities could be directly tackled under this new ruling. Importantly, it also targets generative AI platforms, those providing goods or services, if they're used for consumer harm through impersonation. With deepfakes being a relatively new challenge, how urgent is this issue for consumers? It's incredibly urgent, Jonathan. Deepfakes are not just about creating fake videos or audio clips for entertainment anymore. They're increasingly being used in online romance scams and corporate fraud schemes. 
A YouGov poll highlighted that 85% of Americans are worried about misleading video and audio deepfakes, which underscores just how pressing this issue has become. And what does the public think about all this? Are people aware of the risks? Yes, they are increasingly aware and concerned. Public surveys, like one conducted by the Associated Press Nork Center, um, found that nearly 60% of adults believe AI tools will amplify false information during election cycles, such as 2024 U.S. election cycle. This concern points to a broader apprehension about AI's role in spreading misinformation and its potential to undermine trust in digital communications. Given these concerns, what's happening on the legal front to combat deepfakes? While there isn't a federal law explicitly banning deepfakes yet, some states have taken matters into their own hands by enacting statutes criminalizing them, although many initially focused on non-consensual pornographic content. Victims currently might rely on copyright law or likeness rights for recourse, but these avenues can be complex and slow-moving. However, 10 states have laws criminalizing deepfakes with expectations that more comprehensive amendments will follow as technology evolves. Are any states leading the way with innovative approaches? Yes, indeed. States are progressively crafting laws targeting deepfake misuse, with Minnesota standing out for implementing a law against using deepfakes in political campaigning. This reflects a trend towards broadening legal coverage to address various implications of sophisticated deepfake technologies beyond just non-consensual adult content. So what's the bottom line here? How significant are these proposed FTC rule changes? They're incredibly significant, Jonathan. Uh, These proposed modifications by the FTC mark a decisive step towards confronting the challenges posed by emerging technologies like deepfake AI head-on. As public concern grows over misinformation spread through AI tools and states begin to ramp up their legislative efforts, it's clear there's a concerted push at both federal and state levels for robust regulatory action. And rightly so to safeguard individuals and society from these increasingly sophisticated digital threats. Thanks for those insights, Katrina. My pleasure, Jonathan. Happy to share them. In the world of online dating, swiping right might lead to more than just a potential match. Indeed, a lawsuit filed against Match Group, the giant behind popular apps like Tinder and Hinge, alleges these platforms are designed to foster addictive behavior rather than true romance. The claim argues that users are caught in a pay-to-play loop, with the apps encouraging spending on subscriptions and premium features for better chances at love. PocketPod News business and finance correspondent Scott Dwyer has been following this story closely. Scott, this lawsuit touches on some deep issues about how tech companies engage users. What's at stake here for Match Group and its millions of users? Jonathan, this lawsuit indeed shines a light on a critical area of concern in the tech industry, especially for companies like Match Group that own several high-profile dating apps. At the heart of this legal battle are allegations that these platforms are engineered to foster addictive behavior rather than helping users find meaningful connections. The plaintiffs argue that Tinder, Hinge, and other Match Group apps keep users in a pay-to-play loop, essentially prioritizing profits over genuine human connection. That's quite a claim. Can you delve into the specifics of these allegations? Absolutely. The lawsuit filed in San Francisco presents a broad critique of Match Group's operations. It accuses the company of designing its dating apps with features that encourage addictive usage patterns. For instance, the claim highlights how unlimited swipes and the ability to send virtual gifts for a fee keep users engaged in spending money on the platform. 
The plaintiffs from states like New York, California, and Florida argue that this gamification of dating services is manipulative, trapping users in a cycle where meaningful relationships take a backseat to sustained app engagement and revenue generation for Match Group. And how does Match Group respond to these accusations? Well, Jonathan, Match Group has staunchly denied the allegations, labeling them as ridiculous. A spokesperson for the company emphasized that their business model is geared towards creating real-world connections rather than keeping users glued to their screens indefinitely. They argue that facilitating actual dates is at the core of what they do and dispute any claims that their platforms are designed with addiction in mind. What about from a legal standpoint? How does this lawsuit frame its argument regarding consumer protection laws? The legal team behind this lawsuit is casting a wide net. They're accusing Match Group of violating both state and federal consumer protection laws through these allegedly addictive design features. It raises important questions about whether companies need to disclose such elements and if failing to do so could be seen as deceptive under consumer protection statutes. This lawsuit seeks class action status to address what it describes as false advertising, defective design, and violations of consumer rights, a move that could have significant implications for how tech companies operate moving forward. It seems like there's also an underlying concern here about how these design choices affect user well-being. Exactly right. Beyond the legal arguments lies a deeper conversation about user experience and satisfaction with life. The lawsuit mentions studies linking features like unlimited swiping to negative outcomes such as ghosting or breadcrumbing, behaviors that can lead to feelings of loneliness and helplessness among app users. This points to an urgent need for scrutiny regarding how such platforms might inadvertently harm mental health and societal well-being. So what does all this mean for the future of dating apps and tech companies more broadly? This case against Match Group could set a precedent for how digital platforms are regulated regarding user engagement tactics considered harmful or manipulative. It spotlights ongoing debates around tech companies' responsibilities concerning user well-being, transparency about potentially addictive design elements, and adherence to consumer protection laws as we see similar challenges arise against other firms accused of exacerbating societal issues like mental health concerns among youth. It underscores an evolving landscape where digital practices face greater scrutiny in shaping user behavior. That was PocketPod News Business and finance correspondent Scott Dwyer. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Jonathan. And that's The Morning Brief for Friday, February 16th, 2024. I'm Jonathan Martin. And I'm Steve Onsker. Thank you for listening, Max. We hope you have a good day and we will see you tomorrow. This podcast was created by PocketPod entirely with AI. If you'd like to learn more, head over to pocketpod.app.